Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation, bloggingtheboys.com. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you're excited to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, our Dallas Cowboys, who just dropped a 50-burger on the Indianapolis Colts. We'll get there, but a reminder before we get started that our post-game show is presented to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, the jerky that helps fuel your 9-3 and three Dallas Cowboys. That is right, Righteous Felon Jerky and Biltong are available for Cowboys players at the Ford Center Training Facility. Each two-ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein, Biltong 32 grams of protein, and each meat stick has 8 grams of protein if it's good enough for the cowboys and what they have done lately it has got to be good enough for you too righteous felon uses locally sourced all natural black angus beef and prides itself on superior quality revolutionary branding and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering go to righteousfelon.com and use code btb15 at checkout to get 15 percent off your order that is btb15 at your checkout righteousfelon.com to get 15 percent off your order oh my gosh where do we start where do we start we have a lot of stock ups to get to we have some stock downs we'll of course take your comments this is your post game show after all i say this all the time it is the truth i'm merely a puppet i am a mannequin you control me i dance the way you move me you commenters drive this show our show because our dallas cowboys just completely and totally obliterated a team by the way as we're talking here and i'm always checking twitter to make sure that we're you know keeping things um you know up to tabs and whatnot john michaud of the athletic just tweeted out that jerry jones said ezekiel elliott did not start tonight because of a disciplinary reason interesting um not exactly sure what happened but it didn't seem to impact things because the cowboys had their way with the indianapolis colts 54 to 19 like i said the final score if you're watching the show you can watch us live on the blog of the boys youtube channel you can always catch the rewatch at your own convenience you can listen on the blog of the boys podcast network any one of those things uh makes us happy shout out to all of you tagging us in your spotify rap that makes us very very happy if you are watching it you are seeing that i wore the red polo because the cowboys wore the red stripe on their helmet they got rid of that you know whatever jinx or bad luck whatever the red stripe now a very good thing casey cooper thank you for the super chat says rj was hoping for some spicy eagle wings to go with my colts 50 burger tonight but we will take it side note chris collinsworth is a clown hashtag dc4l i'm a chris collinsworth fan um if i'm being honest with you uh i love chris collinsworth i know that that's a an opinion that not everybody shares and for what it's worth chris collinsworth and mike tarico both tonight after the aforementioned zeke elliott jumped into the Salvation Army kettle. They both said that it was silly of the NFL to find all of the Cowboys tight ends for doing it last week on Thanksgiving. So um, I, uh, you know, I, I think that they deserve some props for that. Tiburon Designs, thank you for the comments, says Righteous Fella needs to come out with a new flavor. Durand Neverbland, the rookie cornerback for the Cowboys coming up with two 
interceptions uh, tonight against the Colts. My goodness, Jonathan Santana says, Bland Baby, by the way, on the subject of Righteous Felon, if you are with us live, not everybody can watch us live. I understand this is only applicable to the live audience. We do have a poll up on YouTube. Uh, who is the Righteous Felon craft jerky player of the game? You get to vote. We are going to hand out, uh, you know, we don't have anything, but we're going to give it to them. It's a spiritual award. It's a metaphorical award. It's a non-tangible award. Uh, Malik Hooker, Tony Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, or another player that you want to vote for, that poll is available off to the side. If you are watching, um, you wouldn't be watching anywhere else. But if you're with us live, uh, Vance Williams, thank you for the super chat. Still looking to see if we get anything um, on the disciplinary thing. Uh, Mike Leslie of WFAA added that it is not a major deal. He said it was like a phone going off in a meeting or something of that nature. Okay, so not the biggest deal. Okay, all right, now we can feel good again. Vance Williams, thank you for the Super Chat, says, hell of a win. Mike McCarthy showing a certain other head coach how you win one for Frank Reich. Yeah, does the win really count if Mike McCarthy didn't go shout obscenities at the crowd um, and say that this one was for Frank Reich? I mean, man alive, what a performance. I just think that, I think people are going to focus on the first half of this game, maybe the, the third quarter, if you want to um, call it that. The Cowboys playing a little bit down, playing with their food. People like to use certain expressions like that. I understand that. I understand your concerns, right? Before we started the show, I did a TikTok and Instagram reel where I said that the Cowboys did play down, were asleep at the wheel, whatever, early on. But what we learned, this was not the Cowboys' finest performance by any stretch of the imagination. And if you didn't watch the game, if you saw the scoreboard, you're probably thinking, how the hell is that possible? They scored 33 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, and, and I think that that, to me, that is the most exciting thing, is, is that the Cowboys in the fourth quarter said, enough. Enough of this. Enough. Enough of playing around. Let's go end them right now. Let's go end them. And then they did. And then they said, you know what? That felt really good. Let's go do it again and again and again and again. Like Coach Herb, was it Herb Brooks, um, the uh, Team USA coach? I think it was Herb Brooks. I've only seen the movie Miracle uh, a few times, so I can't you know, vouch for what the exact uh, character or that character, real life person's name is. That's my apologies. But again and again and again and again, the Cowboys poured it on the Colts in the fourth quarter. I love that about them. Paul Beebe, think of it. The Super Chat says, what a fourth quarter hooker revenge game malik hooker one of the nominees for our righteous felon craft jerky player of the game had the interception in the first half by the way that interception immediately led to michael gallup's first touchdown with dak prescott of the season it was beautiful and then michael gallup's second touchdown which happened which happened excuse me at the beginning of the fourth quarter immediately after malik hooker recovered the fumble that damone clark caused and took that all the way back to the house so malik hooker totally got revenge against the indianapolis colts awesome Awesome, awesome to see Scott uh, Perificato. Hope I got that right. Says, great win. We have a cornerback problem. We'll get there. We're getting through the good vibes. Um, uh, Jorge A says, the Zeke chance gave me goosebumps. 21 is a beast. We've all had our fun, um, or at least some sort of fun or some sort of stuff, uh, talking about Zeke and Pollard and the debates and whatever. I will say, there is a nostalgia. It's been Zeke's been around long enough. There is a nostalgia to when Zeke is rolling. It just feels good. It just makes you feel good as a Cowboys fan. So that was a lot of fun uh, to see. Kevin says, Bland is my player of the game. Thank you. That is an option, certainly. Uh, Miguel says, shout out to Jason Garrett. He predicted we would win by 40 and almost nailed it. Ha, ha, ha. Miguel talking about Jason Garrett on Football Night in America in the pregame. That was very cool. Uh, David Reagan McCauley says, I'm voting for Bland. Uh, that is definitely an option. Astro Joe says, where's the link to the SB Nation swag? You know, what? we're working on it. Anthony Gonzalez, thank you for the super chat, says Dallas Cowboys hit ludicrous speed, Luda, and went to played. Pl went to played, went to plaid, ludicrous speed, and went to plaid. I don't know. Either way, the Cowboys were, again, on fire in the fourth quarter. And this is what you're supposed to do. I tweeted before the game started. I know we were all kind of feeling the same sort of thing. Like, man, like, they better not come out and, and, and be down. They better not come out 
and, and just kind of be flat. They better not come out and disappoint us after this week and a half off, after they've reeled off two huge wins in a row. They better not come out and do it. They should come out and they should vanquish this team. You know what they did? They vanquished them. Now, Kevin says, still have to be concerned about they continue to make silly mistakes. Yes, they do. However, they overcame them. I mean, and they're such a good team that they made a lot of mistakes and they won 54 to 19. And you're not going to have those quarters where you blow up, right? Like in the fourth quarter, that, that's such a rare thing where you score 33 points like that. But it is indicative of the fifth gear that they can hit that not a lot of teams can. Other teams can not. They're not the only ones, but most of them cannot. Most teams cannot do what the Cowboys did to the Colts in the fourth quarter. And you know what I love? You know, my favorite part about what they did to the Colts in the fourth quarter was, and I know I already kind of talked about it. I love that they never took their foot off the gas. I respect the hell out of McCarthy for that. I respect Mike McCarthy saying, no, we need more. No, enough. Because you know who took their foot off the gas? The 2021 Dallas Cowboys. Those Cowboys took their foot off the gas. Those Cowboys celebrated. Those Cowboys thought that it was all going to happen and line up for them, and it didn't. And it punched them in the face. And so I love Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys saying, never, never, never again are we going to be complacent like that. I respect that greatly. Watsamata, thank you for the super chat, says, you know you are living right when Colt Castoff and beloved Cowboy Malik Hooker has Karam um has has Karam go right to him fumble goes right to him um I mean just an amazing night from a league hooker seriously he has to feel incredible uh about this this night what an absolute revenge it didn't work out for him in Indianapolis they spent a first round pick on him he stuck around with the Cowboys and he was paid handsomely for it tonight against the Colts specifically let's keep going here because we have a lot to get to obviously uh Bubba Jaita hope I'm getting that correctly says the defense steps up again they really did uh, Pharaoh says second score Agami of the season, 54 to 19, a very rare score, by the way. Second score Agami of the year. We also had our second tie of the year, uh, the Commanders and Giants tying early in the afternoon. Uh, let's keep going here, trying to get through all your comments here. By the way, uh, again, vote for our righteous felon craft, uh, righteous felon craft jerky player of the game. As of this moment in time, we don't have Deron Bland as an option, but we do have another player. Uh, but so you can consider Deron Bland as that player. Malik Hooker leading the vote with 52%. Uh, so big time night for uh, Malik Hooker. Um, seeing if there's any more news, um, uh, the Cowboys fear. Okay, let's go ahead and get to this. Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News tweeting out here. We'll get a banner up on so we can talk about it. The Cowboys fear um, that uh, Anthony Brown has a ruptured Achilles. So let's get this up here. Um, Anthony Brown has a ruptured Achilles. So this is unideal, um, obviously. I know that there are a lot of people um, who don't like Anthony Brown. I know that there are a lot of people who think he's not a great player. And I'll be frank with you um, right now that um, <laughs> Anthony Brown made my stock down list. And I feel bad about that right now, obviously, because he maybe has a torn Achilles. And that's tough. Um, as much as you or me or somebody may not like um, Anthony Brown, he's valuable. He's valuable. I mean, look at look at Kelvin Joseph. Kelvin Joseph. Let's just get to the stock downs very quickly. My, I had three stock downs. They were Anthony Brown. They were Kelvin Joseph and Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs early on got burnt bad, took a chance and it hurt him. That doesn't mean Trayvon sucks or Trayvon's a bad player, uh, but he had a bad moment. And so my only stock downs were the Cowboys cornerbacks. You cannot afford to lose one. You cannot. The Cowboys already lost Jordan Lewis and could not afford to lose him. I know Deron Bland had an amazing game tonight, but Deron Bland had struggled a little bit over the last couple of games. This is tough. You cannot lose Anthony Brown. That's a huge bummer. Uh, Jordan Lewis, by the way, just tweeted out, they just retired Matt. Crazy. Talking about Matt Ryan. Seriously, Matt Ryan um, 
What an awful day. We have a lot of news coming out, so we're going to have to kind of fly through some stuff, people. Make sure you stay tuned to blogontheboys.com, blogontheboys on social media. We'll keep you covered on everything. Uh, Melissa Stark, uh, NBC sideline reporter, said this during the game. We had kind of had some tea leaves uh, about this as well last week, but Jerry Jones saying post game tonight uh, that Tyron Smith will, in fact, return to practice this coming week. So uh, while it is a bummer that Anthony Brown uh, may or is feared to have a torn, a ruptured Achilles, excuse me, uh, the Cowboys are going to get Anthony Brown back. So we do have to hope that they find a plan um, at corner because losing Anthony Brown is a tough scene, um, even if you are not fond of him. Believe me, they cannot afford to lose Anthony Brown, which is, is again, tough. We, we wish Anthony the best and hope that he heals up uh, and gets right soon enough. Uh, Christopher Kinsey, thank you for the super chat. Says RJ, you had a theory on the mixtape about OBJ and the media setting things up on primetime TV. That dialogue on the in the fourth felt like it was the case. Uh, thank you, Christopher, for listening to the NFC's mixtape. Uh, Going to be a fun episode this week. Um, just quickly, the Spark Notes version of what I said that Christopher's talking about. I don't think it's a coincidence that the the day the Cowboys played the Vikings, that was the day, if you recall, there were reports that, that Dallas and the Giants were the top two teams on Odell Beckham Jr.'s wish list. That day that the Cowboys destroyed the Vikings, they did so in CBS's number one window, in CBS's number one broadcast. Tony Romo, Tracy Wolfson, and Jim Nance on the call. A few days later, last week on Thanksgiving. So, well, my point is what happened during that game? The Cowboys destroying the Vikings. They start talking about Odell, Odell, Odell. So CBS gets a piece of the Cowboys' Odell pie. A few days later, Cowboys destroy or have fun, at least, with the Giants on Thanksgiving Day. That is on Fox with Kevin Burkhardt, Greg Olson, and Aaron Andrews. Fox's number one crew gets a piece of the pie tonight on NBC. The NFL's other, you know, main primary broadcasting partner, NBC, they get to talk about the Cowboys Odell thing and get a piece of the pie. Every single major broadcast network outside of ESPN, obviously the home of Monday Night Football, got a piece and got an opportunity to talk about the Cowboys and Odell Beckham Jr. I thought that was very strange and, and kind of a weird coincidence. It does kind of feel like uh, the Cowboys, I wouldn't say set this up, but uh, like nobody has a problem enjoying the attention associated with Odell Beckham Jr., but that's it. There's, there's a lot just to kind of tie all of our, you know, threads into one thing right now. We're talking Anthony Brown probably has a ruptured Achilles. Tyron Smith returning to practice this week. Odell Beckham Jr. is set to visit the Cowboys this coming week. It is going to be bananas crazy. So again, make sure you stay tuned to blogontheboys.com. We'll keep you updated on all of it. And here on the YouTube channel, on the podcast network, et cetera, et cetera. Lil Boats, thank you for the super chats. His turning point was the Colts two-point failure. It really was. Um, <laughs> I mean, it really kind of it is kind of funny when we look back on that. Um, the Colts going for two it made sense. Uh, they did not get it. And then it just all fell apart um, <laughs> for the Colts. I, I did reach a point where I kind of felt bad for them. Uh, that's my dog shaking and his ta uh, his tag in, in the background. But um, yeah, I mean, Colts just Colts are not a good team. And, and the Cowboys treated them like they are not a good team. Team Shane Davis, thank you for the comment, says they are one injury away from this secondary becoming a disaster. I agree. As my dog decides, now is the moment to make his bed and get comfortable in the background. Apologies. I don't know how sensitive this microphone is to picking that up. Um, again, I, I know that there are people who are not fond of Anthony Brown, but the fact is that Dallas is already down Jordan Lewis, already down Anthony Brown now. I mean, that that is that is hurt. That is hard. You're, you're going to have to rely on Kelvin Joseph to a large degree. And, and we saw tonight, the, tonight the latest example, um, that Kelvin Joseph, not a great player for the Cowboys. I mean, Kelvin, I don't know how Kelvin Joseph has the penalty at the beginning of the game, right? We're, you know, to kind of get back to the game, we've had a lot of other sort of extenuating circumstances happening here. Um, how, how, how do you, how do you, how do you partake in interference on, on a punt when 
when the returner is, is clearly waving for a fair catch. I mean, it's not just that Kelvin Joseph is bad, right? That's that's the part of the frustrating thing. It's that Kelvin Joseph is making these silly decisions. It's that Kelvin Joseph is hurting the Cowboys. He is offering more harm than good to this the state of the football team right now. And that's not trying to be funny. That's not trying to be silly. It's not trying to be sarcastic. That's just the truth. I mean, you know, I, and I would like anyone as, as best as they can, if you're here live, to answer, what was the last Kelvin Joseph play where, that he made that you were like, you know what? Totally worth it. You know what? There it is. You know what? That was a good play. What was it like? Name one. And I'm not saying they don't exist. They just are not coming to the top of my memory bank right now. Um, so that's just where I'm at. Uh, personally, uh, let's see here. Uh, AJ Torres says, let's give Jason Peters some love. He was bulldozing some people. Totally agree. Did not make my stock report, but he deserves a, a lot of credit. Galvin says, Blaine stock up. We will get there. Um, totally agreed. Uh, Colby says, Blaine has to take AB spot. Jerome Bland's already taken Jordan Lewis's spot. Joe says, KJ needs to grow up real quick. Tony Calderon, thank you for the super chat. Big time super chat. I want I want to shout out Tony. This is one of the biggest super chats you've ever gotten around here. Uh, Tony, seriously, thank you so much uh, from blogging the boys to you. A $100 super chat from Tony Calderon. Thank you so much, Tony. Seriously, um, it is so cool that we can all get here and sit here and talk about the Cowboys together uh, and experience it as the, the family that we are. Um, thank you for the comment. The comment reads for the podcast audience. Love your show. You keep us updated with the very best updates. Corpus Christi fan. I love Corpus Christi. Uh, my entire family from the Corpus Christi Kingsville area. So Corpus holds a, a very near dear special place in my heart. The three, six, one forever. Thank you so much, Tony. Uh, again, that, that is just such a wonderful thing. Thank you, Tony. Hope you have a, a great rest of your night and a great start to your, uh, Monday. Great. Awesome. Uh, great. Awesome times. Lots of people in the chat, uh, shouting Tony out. Um, that is, um, cool times, cool times. Um, all right, let's, um, let's see here. Um, just making sure I'm not missing anything here. Everything's still about Anthony Brown, uh, for the Cowboys, but all right. Uh, by the way, Loco Texas says Corpus Christi, Selena, Whataburger, Orale. That's right. The home of Whataburger, Corpus Christi. Um, it is, um, it's a tough deal that the Cowboys are, are seemingly going to be out, uh, for Anthony Brown or out, you know, with Anthony Brown. Spencer says, RJ, we don't need to overpay Odell. I was really hoping to pick him up, but with him not doing any workouts, no thanks. Um, I, don't think that I, I'm all in on Odell at this point in time. Look, the Cowboys exploded in the fourth quarter, and we'll get to the stock report and stock up players right now. But a big reason why the Cowboys exploded in the fourth quarter is because they were finally getting production out of their wide receivers. This was, and I don't want to, I don't want to like you know spoil the stock report, but this was maybe the the most completely dominant game that CD Lamb has ever played for the Cowboys. And Michael Gallup finally showed up. But early on, it was tough. Early on, it was kind of like pulling teeth to get some production out of your wide receivers. And so having Odell is totally worth it in my mind. John says, stock up Anthony Barr. Like I said, we will get there. Fareed, thank you for the super chat. Says, sign Joe Hayden or Chris Harris to replace him if injured. Both could help. I really think, I mean, th th this is not like a hot take or a reach or anything. They're, the Cowboys are going to have to bring in somebody at this point in time, even if they do bring a Odell Beckham Jr., even if they do bring Tyron Smith back, even if James Washington somehow makes his way back. They're at a place where they're going to need help, obviously, in, in the cornerback room and the secondary as a whole. Um, they're going to need a lot of help. Um, you know, they're, they're down. They're down two guys. They're down two starters right now. Like, that's something – that if, if you are somebody who's like dismissive of the idea, right? Like Anthony Brown sucks, Jordan Lewis, I'm not missing, whatever, blah, blah. Just consider that they are down two starters in the secondary. Two of <laughs> that's a big deal. Um, two of five total possible starters. That is a big, 
deal for them. So um, they definitely need to get some people uh, in here to, uh, to figure things out. Uh, D-Day 2 says, need to bring in a vet free agent cornerback, even if they're not great, just for experience. Chris Harris, Janoris Jenkins, Kevin King, et cetera. Um, let's see here. A lot of people, a lot of people are torn on, um, on Odell Beckham Jr. Um, it is, um, look, I'm Team Odell. That's where I'm at. AJ says, I miss Whataburger. I'm, look, oh, Whataburger is awesome. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, Think Tank Gallery says, RG, do you think we should have taken Dak and Zeke out one or two drives earlier? Um, no, I'm fine with it. Again, I'm I'm fine with pouring it on. I'm fine with with you know keeping your foot on the gas. I'm totally fine with that. And obviously, it worked out because they didn't get hurt, right? That this that has happened in NFL history or, or other sports where you say, "Why was X player in? They got hurt. That didn't need to happen." I love it, and I I think Mike McCarthy is not getting enough credit for knowing his players and and reading the room and reading the situation. And I I trust him. I trust Mike McCarthy to make those calls um and and read those moments read those situations and if that's what he felt was best i'm cool with it uh and by the way d-day two notes that dak was just handing it off or throwing it away fast in the end shout out to malik davis didn't make my stock report but malik davis did get his first career touchdown uh in this game uh which was very cool to see um obviously it was what put the cowboys over 50 um so good for them uh, Brian, uh, shout out to Brian. Everybody follow Brian on TikTok. He's at Talk Cowboys. Says my fantasy team was down by 50 points before this game. CD and the Dallas D combined for 50.4 points, and I win. LOL. That is awesome. That is so awesome. Um, I love stuff like that. Shane says I'm used to Jason Garrett era where every game was close. I like blowing out teams. I like. Um, I, I like. I, I like disrespecting teams, and I I know that sounds weird. Um, but I like saying, we do not care about your feelings. I, I talked about this in the lead up of the Packers game. And obviously that's why it was so frustrating that the Cowboys lost it. But what I wanted out of the Packers game, I didn't want any, um, pleasantries. I, I didn't want the Cowboys to get lost in the moment. I wanted the Cowboys to go to green Bay and play a, what we know is a bad team. That's again, partly what makes the, you know, the, the loss so frustrating. And I wanted the Cowboys to act like a bunch of savages. I wanted the Cowboys to go into green Bay and just light it up. I wanted the Cowboys to go in there and and take no prisoners, have no mercy, just completely and totally exact their wrath. And they did not do that. And they did that against the Colts. And I love that. I love the the idea of this is our world and you have to live in it. I, I love the presentation of that. I love, you know, kind of, of just letting it all hang out that way. So I'm I'm a big fan of that. Um, regardless of who you are, what who you're playing, whether you're at home on the road, I love it. I love that the Cowboys did not take their dudes out. Just to um to be um to be fair, Ben says stock up RJ Cowboys Christmas stocking is clutch. That's right. If you're watching the show, uh, my wife uh, makes sure that the office uh, here at the house looks nice. Uh, if you can't see, we got a Christmas tree here too. Um, some little Christmas mugs. It's just that time of year. Um, so uh, yeah, that's that's just this. This was such an awesome night, such an awesome kind of week and a half, obviously coming off the Thanksgiving Day game. And obviously a lot of people spend that time decorating their houses or apartments or whatever. Um, And to just kind of like roll into this month, you know, we've been talking so much. We did on our roundtable show here at Blogging the Boys about how, okay, are these three games trap games for the Cowboys? Are they going to lose to the Coles? Are they going to lose to the Jaguars? And obviously a week ago, the Jaguars were coming off uh, of that win against the Ravens, which doesn't exactly look impressive right now. And so we were all kind of, you know, kind of wondering what's what's going to happen here. How's this going to go? 
And I love that the Cowboys said, we're going to handle this. We're just going to handle our business. Don't worry about it. Um, they're nine and three. They are nine and three. That is insane. That is impossible uh, to believe. Michelle, thank you for the super chat, says, how is Bear feeling after the win? He has a little bed here under the uh, under the desk. He is curled up. He is just curled up nice uh, and listening to dad talk. Uh, so Bear's feeling good. Um, obviously a little bit bummed that the Bears lost uh, and that the Packers overtook them for most like franchise wins of all time. That sucks. Um Let's see here. Caleb says, I, I love the win we had, but it is concerning to see the inconsistency early in games. I desperately need Kellen Moore to figure out a game plan. We have too much talent to struggle for an entire half. I agree with this entirely. I agree that the Cowboys cannot afford to play that way in that they did in the first half or third quarter, if you want to lump that in there, against, and, and not even, you know, people won't want to hear this, but the Eagles or even the Vikings again or even the Giants. I mean, you know, the, the, this it doesn't work out this way all the time. It does sometimes or often, but it does not work out this way all the time. And so they got to figure it out. They, they, they certainly got to tidy things up. Uh, but if they can learn in the process of all this, this three-game stretch is an opportunity for them to kind of figure that crap out, for lack of a better term. I mean, this is this is the opportunity before the Cowboys host the Eagles and travel to take the take on the Titans, who could not help us out. Titans, you are worthless. You couldn't help us out whatsoever today. Um, so that's um, that's tough. Paul says it would be crazy if Dallas finishes 14 and three and is the fifth seed as a wild card. It is possible. It is possible in case you jumped in late, in case you haven't been following along. Uh, the Cowboys did not get any help this week across the NFC. So at present time, the Cowboys are the fifth seed in the NFC with a nine and three record. Um, and they need, they have to have, if they're going to win the NFC East, they have to have one Eagles loss besides the one that we plan on giving them ourselves. The Philadelphia Eagles visit the New York Giants on Sunday afternoon. They visit the Chicago Bears next Sunday. Obviously, we are planning on them losing to the Cowboys. Um, they still have to host the Giants, obviously, uh, but that doesn't happen until week 18. Uh, they will host the New Orleans Saints. I mean, so it is tough. It is tough to find a game that the Eagles are going to lose. Um, but, you know, it is the NFL, and they struggled against this Colts team that the Cowboys kind of struggled with for a little bit before they put them away. Um, the NFL is wild and crazy. Uh, but I do think that we're all kind of feeling very confident in the Cowboys. I think it's a weird thing where we think that the Cowboys might not win the division, but that they are the better team, right? The Cowboys are just kind of a little bit behind uh, because of the way the season started, and the Eagles kind of built up a, a bit of a lead that's a little bit tough to catch. But the Cowboys are the better team. I think we all kind of feel that way. Shout out to Mikey Montano. says, last Cowboys Super Bowl was when I was two months old. My newborn will be two months old. In February, Super Bowl win confirmed, baby. Uh, big congratulations to my friend Mikey Montano and his wife. Um, they did uh, celebrate the birth of their child two months ago, if that isn't obvious, or not two months ago, but uh, you know, you get the the, the point. Uh, Mikey also, by the way, ordered some Righteous Felon craft jerky. He told me the other day. So everybody, go to RighteousFelon.com, use discount code BTB15 to get 15% off your order. Mikey, let me know how you like it. Uh, Larry, by the way, says, Arjun, we're finally getting a Whataburger in Little Rock. <laughs> That's awesome, Larry. Congratulations. Um, I'm very, very happy for you. Uh, let's get to stock report, my stock ups. Um, I have seven stock ups. As mentioned, if you got here late, I had three down. I feel bad about Anthony Brown because uh, he may have ruptured his Achilles. So I don't want to – I might change that when I write the article and do the Instagram thing because I feel bad. He got hurt. All right? I don't want to have him on my stock down list if he's hurt. That's just That doesn't feel cool to me. Uh, stock down, Kelvin Joseph. And stock down Trayvon Diggs. Just a rough night for the Cowboys secondary uh, in a lot of ways. Um, tough scene. But uh, Watson Mata, thank you for the super chat, says, did New York Jets Mike White get the last laugh on the Cowboys by throwing that pitch so the Vikings could win? I hope not, Watson Mata. I hope not. 
All right, stock up. I have seven stock ups to get to. First one, C.D. Lamb. I mentioned this a little while ago. I think, and you can tell me yes or no if you agree with this, I think this was the most dominant game that C.D. has played as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. And that's those are the words I'm using. I'm not saying his best game. I'm not saying his his most productive game. This was the most dominant game that he has played. This was the most that dude's a wide receiver one game he has played since he has been on this team. And it's been two and a half years, and that's you know a little bit frustrating, whatever. Um, but th- he was in control. I mean, he, he was in control. I realize that's kind of a subjective thing, but he was completely and totally and absolutely in physical control of the game. It was CD Lamb's arena that he was running and operating in in a physical and I would argue um like multiversal sense. Like it was an incredible game from CD Lamb that we saw tonight against the Indianapolis Colts. He completely and totally dominated. Like I said, um he has had other games that he's had signature moments in, right? He the everybody remembers the the game against New England last year and the walk-off. He's had some crazy catches before, but this was the most physically present that he has been in a game from start to finish. And the stat line isn't like even that amazing. I mean, he had five catches off seven targets for 71 yards in the touchdown early on, but it was just, he dominated this game. He owned this game. It was CD lamb's game in every sense. Um, and that was really, 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 uh, really exciting. Mark says, RJ, did you love putting CD in motion for most of the night? Yes. Uh, Mark adds, I think it created some mismatches. Totally. Absolutely. Kellen deserves some props for that. Kellen's not on the soccer report, but Kellen does deserve some props for that. Um, totally agree. I mean, CD was phenomenal um, on Sunday night against the Colts. Um, Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Casey says, uh, CD needs to stick to catching instead of throwing. Yeah, uh, the two-point conversion was a little bit fun, uh, but we definitely don't need to see um, CD throwing any passes. Doxon7 says, finally moving him around too. Agreed. Uh, AJ says, keep CD in motion for the rest of the year, please. I'm going to get somebody to write an article about this at Blog on the Boys this week because, again, that it was such a valuable tool. It helped unlock CD and his potential. I, I saw a tweet. I don't know who it was off the top of my head, so apologies. This was Oklahoma CD. This was the dude when we spent the entirety of the 2020 you know, time after the draft, before the season, when we spent all that time kind of like hyping him up and gassing him up, it's because we thought that the dude we got tonight was the dude we were going to be getting from day one. And it didn't happen from day one, and that's okay. We're not here to relitigate the situation. But he was that dude. He was the yak god that we saw at Oklahoma on Sunday night against the Indianapolis Colts. Awesome to see. Clay says, uh, I like Lamb on the jet sweeps early, surprisingly. Agreed. I mean, uh, Kevin says he has had much better games. This was a good game for him, though. I'm fine saying that, but like I said, it was just, it just felt different. It felt like he was more 
in control. And I know that that's a weird way to put this, but it just felt like it was CD's game, CD's night. Um, so that's how I'm going to put it. Um, let's see here. Uh, thank you, Brian, for the super chat. His stock down BLG for crying on Twitter about bad calls. I love to see it. Brandon Lee Gowden uh, is somebody who does, in fact, love to, to talk about referees. Although, if I'm being fair, um, I thought Matt Ryan had some loser energy. Matt Ryan's over here, you know, screaming about not getting a face mask or whatever. Matt Ryan, wake up, dude. Come back to us. Matt Ryan literally got away with, uh, uh, not rough of the pass, with an intentional grounding the play before he was crying. So, Matt Ryan, I know you had a rough night at work on Sunday night, bro. But, Matt Ryan, you need to chill out a little bit. Uh, so, um, tough scene. By the way, Christopher says, yes, BLG crying is goat. But BLG does um, does stalk the YouTube comments on Blogging the Boys. If anybody wants him to see their comment, just so you know, he does check them out from time to time because, as we all know, the Cowboys live rent-free in the mind of Eagles fans. Stock up for me, Tony Pollard. I mean, I, there was the report, <clears throat> excuse me, about uh, Zeke having a, a disciplinary um, issue, obviously, whatever, with his phone going off, whatever the case would be. Zeke had an awesome game. Zeke didn't make my stock report. Um, but, man, Tony Pollard is just such an explosive player. I mean, it, it is the 30-yard touchdown he had late in the game. I, I don't even remember at this point, you know, what touchdown that was in the fourth quarter because everything was so chaotic and wonderful. But the, the, the touchdown that, that Tyler Smith provided, you know, the escort for the entire way through was incredible. I mean, Tony Pollard is incredible. He is the most he's the most explosive player in the NFL outside of Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is the most explosive player in the NFL. And then Tony Pollard is number two, 12 carries, 91 yards, two touchdowns, 7.6 yards per carry, the 30 yard score. And if I were being super cliche in the Christmas spirit of things, I would say, and a partridge in the pear tree. Everybody makes that joke every year at this around this time. Tony Pollard is incredible zach says is tony in a contract year would hate to lose that guy mark says pay the man next season tp yeah it sucks um it does seem like a franchise tag situation um j uh, j salinas says what's your opinion on next season pollard or zeke i mean i think i think you have to tag pollard you have you can't let this dude walk <laughs> you simply cannot you have to let him um you have you have to tag at the very least um, and I don't know. I don't know what they decided to do with Zeke, uh, with Zeke, excuse me, but you cannot not have Tony Pollard on your team next year. Uh, Matt says, I voted for Pollard to make the Pro Bowl this year, and so should everyone else. Agreed with Matt. And by the way, on the subject of voting, you should be voting in, in terms of who should be our righteous felon craft jerky player of the game right now. Malik Hooker holding strong 51% of the vote. So a uh, big time night from Malik Hooker uh, in a lot of different ways. But next up, Michael Gallup and a bit of a struggle early on. I talked about that. You know, it, it, it did feel for a little while like, man, this team really could use Otto Beckham Jr. Michael Gallup not having the, the strongest kind of performance. And, and that was a bit of a bummer, right? Because over the last two weeks in Minnesota and then against the Giants, it kind of felt like we were getting Michael back, right? Like, oh, that's him. That's the guy, the guy with the vice grips, right? Like we're seeing Michael Gallup show up and show up and show up. Um, and so that didn't happen right away against the Colts and so that was a little bit concerning but Michael Gallup woke up I mean Michael Gallup exploded two touchdowns Michael Gallup had one touchdown on the season before tonight and it came against the commanders he had two touchdowns obviously tripling his total on the year before tonight Michael Gallup had not caught a touchdown from Dak Prescott I mean <laughs> and obviously we all know why that's you know it's not like shocking uh because of the way the season has gone and unfolded but he caught two and the first one was amazing but the second one was so pretty. The second one, it was an amazing throw, and Dak didn't make my stock list, but, I mean, what an incredible throw, but what an incredible catch. I mean, again, they were both just such – he has such a 
uh, what was the comment here? Zach says Gallo or MG one strong dude. That guy makes so many physical catches. He he has this like delicate strength. I don't know if that makes sense. Like he has this like like beautiful strength. Like this this like you know sort of again like it's a it's a strength that is serene at the same time. It's not this like you know massive over the top strength. It is a a subtle strength. It, it is a subtle strength that will get you you know when you least expect it. Um, and you you cannot win. He is incredible. I mean, he is so 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 good. And it was so awesome to see him back. Um, Patrick says, I think the word you're looking for is graceful. I'm fine calling it graceful. Um, either way, uh, Christopher adds, yes, precision strength. I like that precision strength. He's it's, it's like a, it's, it's the strongest flower in the world. That's like kind of what I think of when I think of Michael Gallup. Um, I mean, what an amazing performance, two touchdowns. Um, good for him. Um, now I agree with Loco says that he got bullied on the interception again. That's what I'm saying. Like there were some, some tough moments for Gallup in this game. Um, which led to, I think, our, our minds wandering towards Odell Beckham Jr., but he made up for it. Um, he really, really, really did. Um, so good for Michael Gallup. Shout out to him. Stock up. Uh, there was a comment. Stock up Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr returned uh, in this game, obviously, from injury. Had a, a small role, not as big. I mean, there were a lot of people. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people to hand out flowers to here. Uh, but Anthony Barr, I thought, played a great game. Leighton Vandersh, I thought, played a great game. Didn't make the stock report. Uh, but, man, I mean... Anthony Barr kind of starting to find his form too with the Cowboys. We haven't really, it's, it's felt like we haven't gotten any big moments out of him. The linebacker core has been so interesting when you really think about it. Jabril Cox inactive again. Damone Clark is the one popping off. I mean, like it, it's, it's so, you know, unexpected um, in, in terms of, of what we thought this season was going to look like. Um, but Anthony Barr, I think deserves a lot of props. So I wanted to make sure we gave him some, how could we, I mean, it, we took us a long time, but I, again, there's a lot to get to stock up Malik Hooker, the leader in the righteous felon craft jerky player of the game vote here on the blog and the boys post game show, of course, presented by righteous felon. What a night for Malik Hooker. I mean, seriously, and, and spoiler alert, he's not the only safety on this list, but I mean, Malik Hooker, what an amazing game the interception and like you could argue that the, the amazing things he did he didn't do on his own right like the interception was a tip ball the fumble you know he didn't force but you know what that's team football you know i i i'm i'm, I'm giving this to malik hooker but i feel like it, it it's he's emblematic of the team defense that this team plays i mean we all agree right this defense dominated this defense was completely and totally and absolutely dominant against you know a really bad team. They had three sacks on the night. One happened to be Anthony Barr, who we talked about. One was Osa Adigizua, shout out when Guardian Leviosa, and one was Donovan Wilson. No sacks for Micah Parsons. If we had sat here and if we had talked about and if we had said the Cowboys are going to completely and totally bully the Indianapolis Colts, the Cowboys are going to completely and totally suffocate the Indianapolis Colts offense. What do you what do we think Micah Parsons did? If we if we knew that, if we knew the result and we said, you know, guess the process, we would have said, well, Micah must have like Micah must have done something amazing. Micah must have had like a million sacks. Micah must have had like the force fumble. No, Micah had kind of a quiet night, right? Like for Micah Parsons' standards, right? I mean, so there was all these performances everywhere else. And so I think Malik Hooker really balled out. And it, it has to feel awesome, obviously, for Malik Hooker. Uh, to have this performance against his former teams, two takeaways, two turnovers, and to get into the end zone on one of them. I mean, and it really, look, there were a lot of moments in the fourth quarter that were incredible and that were euphoric and made us feel amazing in a lot of different ways. But Malik Hooker's touchdown was kind of the beginning. Like, Malik, it was after Malik Hooker's touchdown that we were like, all right, it's a wrap. It's victory number nine. Of course, there were like a thousand more points scored after that. But Malik Hooker, the fumble recovery, the interception, 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well done, Malik Hooker. Proud of you. Congratulations on the stock up and a premature congratulations on winning our Righteous Von Craft Jerky player of the game. Uh, Andre Brown says 73 Smith is coming to his own. The pool plays he executed perfectly. Um, I did not give um, uh, Tyler Smith uh, a stock up personally, but I'm totally fine if you want to do so. Um, I mean, he has he has been awesome. He's been wonderful. Uh, I think the broadcast did a great job of talking about how he's come along, and obviously the Cowboys are kind of prepping for Tyron Smith to return. And I think we're going to see an even better version of Tyler Smith, just because it's it's not a knock on Tyler Smith to say that he is not ready to be a left tackle full time in the NFL because he's not right. But that's okay. He's it, it's impossible for him, for him to be ready to be a full time left tackle in the NFL when he has played 12 NFL games. It's just an impossible thing, and he has done the impossible to this point. He deserves all the credit in the world for helping the Cowboys survive to this point. The Cowboys, our favorite team, they are 9-3, and three, and in, and, and in the same way that we need to give Cooper Rush his flowers, this, I mean, Tyler Smith obviously will continue to play, unlike Cooper Rush, but Tyler Smith allowed for us to survive, and he deserves an enormous amount of credit. Like I said, I didn't give him... Um, a stock up for this game, but he did have a wonderful performance as well. Uh, Spencer says, sad day when Micah has a quiet night. Love seeing him shine bright. It also puts into perspective how great the rest of the defense is. Totally agreed. Uh, let's see here. I wanted to get to this. Kenneth says, RJ, you could tell Parsons was upset he didn't get a sack. He's three behind the leader now. You really, you you could just kind of tell that it was bothering him. And that's okay. Like, I think we all like that about Micah Parsons. But everybody got something. Everybody got, like, their moment. Um, Zeke got the touchdown at the end and the awesome celebration, um, but no kind of flash moment for Micah Parsons. That's okay. You know what? As Astro Joe says, he did his job. Oh, he's talking about Tyler Smith, but still Micah did his job. Uh, Bump City says, any idea when Tyron will be back? Jerry Jones saying after the game that they are going to work him in this week. Um, so, you know, get ready for that. Let's see here. Uh, tweet from Haley Sutton of DallasCowboys.com, friend of the show. Haley saying, Dak says he would get a suite at the Dallas Mavericks game for tomorrow if Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, wants to go. He's more of a courtside guy, so we'll see about that. The leadership council is meeting with him on Tuesday. I'm not – I know this sounds ridiculous. I don't know if, if any of you did or did not see this, but um, it is part of the plan for the Cowboys to take um, Odell Beckham – for their leadership council to take Odell Beckham Jr. to the Mavericks game early this week. Um, is part of their courtship of him. So um, get ready for that. Um, that is, you know, the, the Cowboys are putting on, excuse me for making the very obvious pun, uh, they're putting on a, a full court press for Odo Beckham Jr. So um, get ready. Dr. Gonzo says Bosa feasted on the Dolphins today. Yeah, that's how Micah Parsons is trailing, obviously, um, in the sack department. Um, so that's tough. But, okay, let's get back to our stock. So we've given stock ups to CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard, Michael Gallup, Anthony Barr, Malik Hooker, Damone Clark. Come on down. I've eaten my crow before. I will eat it again. I'll sprinkle in some Righteous Fallen Craft Jerky. Again, discount code BTB15, RighteousFallen.com. Um, I did not believe the Cowboys. I, I I did not believe that Damone Clark was going to play. I thought when the Cowboys drafted him on day three and they said, no, we envisioned him playing um, You know, this season, I, I thought they were just full of it. And I don't think that was a bad thing. I thought they were just being optimistic. I thought... They were just saying the right things. I thought that it was all along something that was geared towards 2023. I thought I thought that was the case, and I was wrong. He has not just played. He has been awesome. He is an, 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 like one of their best linebackers. I mean, he is literally one of the best linebackers on the team. Now, I 
find it amazing that he has a more prominent role than Jabril Cox does. That's a whole different story. But still, Damone Clark, I mean, deserves a lot of credit. And Kevin contextualizes this, says Clark just playing as a win, but he is making plays. And to be clear, Kevin's point is, look, if this dude was just on the field, and I don't want to compare the two, but if you'll recall when Jalen Smith, you know, participated in activities that that in and of itself was a huge win. And Jalen deserves a lot of credit for that, right? For being the medical marvel that, that he is and, and that he was at the time, you know, returning from his injury. It was just a victory to get them active, to get them in uniform, to get them playing. I agree with that. But it is more than that. Damone Clark is not just like in the ceremonial part of this. He is one of the most impactful players on this defense. He deserves an incredible amount of credit Shane says have the Cowboys had more good linebackers on one team than they have right now they are stacked at linebacker I would hesitate to use the word stacked because it, it feels kind of um floating right like you know Leighton Vanderish is playing very well Anthony Barr is playing very well Damone Clark's obviously playing very well and so it, it feels I maybe floating is not the right word I'm just scared to trust it but yeah I mean it has, they have not been this deep um at the linebacker spot in a while um, so, um, just an incredible, incredible day, uh, for, um, for, uh, for the clock. I lost my train of thought. Uh, let's see here. We have two more. I lied. I was uh, off on, uh, on my math here, but, uh, as we get ready, so let's move on. Uh, next one for me, next stock up Donovan Wilson, Donovan Wilson had an early start to the game. Um, man alive. What a performance. Don Again, I told you there was another safety here. Donovan Wilson was amazing for the Cowboys. Didn't have the flash, obviously, that Malik Hooker did. Um, but uh, let's see here. Um, Zeke's mom had an awesome tweet about how it brought her to tears when Cowboys fans were chanting Zeke. That's awesome. Way to go, Zeke's mom. Zeke's mom gets a stock up. Zeke's mom's one of the best followers on, on Twitter if you don't follow her already. Uh, but anyway, uh, Donovan Wilson uh, fighting Texas Aggie. Uh, awesome game, awesome moment. I mean, just really has stabilized that position. The Cowboys kind of got lucky and that they just sort of stumbled into all these great safeties all at once. We talk about the linebacker depth, Donovan Wilson. We already gave love to Malik Hooker. Jay, like, think about it. We're handing out stock ups to safeties that are not named J. Ron Curse. That, in a weird way, feels impossible. But it's just kind of the state of who the Cowboys are, that they have all sorts of players who can make plays. Zach Fowler said it feels like Donovan Wilson gets a sack like every other game on those blitzes. Totally agreed. Oh, Ricardo with a body shot here. Saturday looked sad today. <laughs> Go boys. Uh, well done. Very, very, very well done. Uh, Brian, thank you for the super chats. Has stock up the red kettle celebrations. Jerry should publicly announce he's paying all fines and matching them with donations to the Salvation Army. That would be cool. Um, yeah, I mean, the NFL punishing, um, you know, the Cowboys uh, for this is stupid and lame and boring and makes me upset. But uh, shout out to Donovan Wilson. We have one stock up left. We left him off of the poll, um, and I understand that, that has upset some people, but it is time to give it to him. Jerron Bland. All right. Jerron Bland. Oh, my gosh. What? Jerron Bland. Amazing. What an amazing amazing game for Deron Bland. I mean, again, this Cowboys rookie class has just been amazing um, in a lot of ways. Um, and Deron Bland, kind of the latest example of that. What an awesome performance. I mean, like, I, I really, I mean, like, how do you, like, what, like, and, and you know, cool. It was against Matt Ryan, right? Like, I don't think we're going to sit here and, and, you know, like, you know, say it was the greatest performance of all time. But look, He's a rookie. He's a rookie. He's not supposed to be doing this kind of stuff. Um, all of you are making um, the the obvious joke. That's not a shot, but you're all like, he's not bland. He's anything but bland. He's spicy. Duran spicy, blah, blah, blah. I get it. 
Uh, Deron Bland was awesome in this game. Um, last year's Cowboys draft class, kind of a tough scene right now, right? Kelvin Joseph, not exactly looking great. You know, Nation Wright, not exactly looking great. Chauncey Golston has yet to really make an impact, right? Um, you know, Osa Digizuo, though, like there's a little bit of, of promise there, right? There's not a lot of promise. Really, there's a little bit, but not much for anybody beyond Micah Parsons, which, hey, I mean, cool. You drafted a Hall of Famer. Like, what a what a big time miss. Uh, but this year's draft class, I mean, we're talking Deron Bland's obviously playing out of his mind. Damone Clark's playing out of his mind. Um, let's see here. Aiden, Aiden has a great point. Says we need to give Sam Williams some props also. Sam Williams was awesome. Sam Williams was crazy at times. That he had a huge tackle for loss at the, at the beginning of the second half. He had the forced fumble. That, I mean, again, in the onslaught of good that came in the fourth quarter. Um, just an incredible day. A really an incredible day. Deron Bland kind of um, kind of the latest example of that. So lots and lots and lots to celebrate for the Cowboys. We will spend uh, the rest of our time answering your questions and making sure I don't miss anything here on Twitter. By the way, I will rework um, the stock report for the site um, and for Instagram. I feel bad having Anthony Brown. There. I don't want to have Anthony Brown there. Dude got hurt, and, and it's a tough loss uh, for him to be done for the rest of the season. So um, overall thoughts, overall things, things you want to get off your chest uh, for us to talk about here when it comes to our Dallas Cowboys. And again, making sure we don't miss anything here in the aftermath of the game. So, all right, that diet root beer. Um, let's see here. Spencer asks a question. Whatever happened to Sam being D? Sam Williams did ask to go by D Williams initially after being drafted. Changed his mind. So, you know, Sam changed his mind. That's really what it was. Um, let's see here. Um, Aiden says, can we also please talk about CD destroying that guy on that third down? Again, this, this was CD Lamb. I don't know whose game this was. This was CD Lamb's game, but it was also Deron Blaine's game, but it was also Devon Clark's game, but it was also Malik Hooker's game, but it was also Tony Pollard's game. Like, I don't know who, like, if this game was a DVD, I don't know who would be on the cover. Or if this game was a book, I don't know who would be on the cover. Like, there's too many people uh, to make an argument for. Um, it was just an incredible day. It really, really, truly, truly, truly was an incredible day uh for the cowboys astro joe says what's the line on the over under for the texans um let's see here i checked earlier today our friends at DraftKings before today's games had the cowboys as 14 and a half point favorites uh for next week's game against the texans they have taken that off obviously because dallas was playing but it has not come back yet but it was 14 and a half early on um you know they should um <laughs> they should win that game i think um I think we feel very confident about that. Clay says, RJ, let's talk OBJ. Do we need him? Yes. Do we want him? Yes. Is it going to happen? I hope so. Uh, Scott says, Mike M deserves his props. Happy for him. Here's the thing, man. Mike McCarthy is not perfect. I don't know of a coach that is. I don't know of a coach that would be defined as perfect um, by anybody, but Mike McCarthy has... The Cowboys are one win away. We all think the Cowboys are going to win at least one more game, right? Like, so when they do, um, the Cowboys will have won their tenth game of the season. That will give them double-digit wins in back-to-back -back years for the first time since 1995 and 1996. I want you to think about what I just said. The Cowboys have not won at least ten. They have not had consecutive seasons with at least ten wins since 1995 and 1996. It has been almost 30 years since they have done that simple thing. And I, and I don't say simple to, to act like it really is simple, but 
I mean, you have to like, and, and you know, people joke with this, but like, anytime they've had any, you know, bit of success, they have cratered. It, it, they have been a yo-yo operation for almost thirty years, and Mike McCarthy is on the precipice of doing it in his third season as the team's head coach. That is amazing. We do not give this man enough credit what he has done. He is not perfect. He has some issues. We're not going to agree with all of his decisions, but he has created and fostered a culture here of winning, and we are seeing that week after week after week after week. He is 9-3 and three when we thought they would be lucky to win five games. I mean, that is an amazing thing. So shout out uh, to Mike McCarthy because, to Patrick's point, this was a team win. They He oversees a complete and total team an absolute team well done mike mccarthy uh well done him caleb says this team has so much potential and i feel like it's being held back by kellen moore am i crazy to think that despite us putting points up against teams i feel like we could be doing so much more i agree uh to an extent um i mean it's i i don't mean to just say like trust it and, and give up because offensively they have some problems right offensively they get in their own way um so yeah i think that's fair um you know it's not hurting them it's not you know it's not hurting them in the grand scheme. I mean, think about it. They have played at this point now six games with Dak Prescott, and they have won four of them. And in the in one of the ones or of the two they lost, he didn't finish it. Not that he would have beat the Bucks, but the other one they blew a fourteen point lead. That's not Kellen Moore's fault. I mean, so when he has Kellen Moore, I do think that you know, excuse me, when Kellen has Dak, I do think that he um he there's a, a there's a fair bit of benefit of the doubt to extend there. Uh, personally, Watsamata says, I'm not worried about the slow start. Strong second half wins playoff games. That's a, this, this team can like, boom. I mean, like thir- 33 points, boom. I mean, like we blinked, like we, you, you literally blinked and it was like a, a, an onslaught. Um, it was insane. Uh, My- Mikey says, I kind of want to bring Mike back to be honest. I will be so upset if the Cowboys do not bring Mike McCarthy back. I will be very, 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 very upset. Um, it is insane. Pick and Pop says, insane we tried to match the drama year on the pick memes with this. I don't know what this comment is, but um, let's see here. Alex says, I'm going to guess the Texans line will be 25 and a half-ish. Um, <laughs> it will be something like that. Um, let's see. Micah Parsons just tweeted out, man, we really making people play scared with three laughing emojis. Um, it's comical. So Micah, seemingly not a fan of the way that the game went as far as how um how he uh how he was handled. J. Ron Kirsch tweeted out, y'all thought I was joking when I said it's not a better three in the league. Trayvon Diggs quoted that and said the best out. So the Cowboys are feeling themselves um, and they have every right to. Ricardo says CD was the spark that ignited the flame. He really did. I mean, he really, really, really did. He was amazing. Uh, Doxon7 says Bland is the man. Mark says the interception was on Gallup. I agree with that. Uh, thank you, Brian, for the super chat once again. Says Dak threw one interception tonight intended for Gallup, who fell down after the ball was thrown. Just for perspective, agreed. I think, obviously, it wasn't an interception, but the play that was looked at, uh, the incomplete pass, CD fell down, too. I mean, so you, you can you can certainly explain away some things. And even if you can't, I'm fine uh, with Dak being aggressive. I'm, I'm fine with Dak being aggressive because he has a defense he knows will support him. I'm fine being aggressive, he can make those throws. He can challenge those things. So I'm totally fine with it um, in the overall. Kenneth says, uh, RJ, how do you feel about the Eagles? Uh, we will talk about this on the NFC East mixtape, as mentioned a few times. Um, this was an impressive two weeks for the Eagles. All right, let's let's all be real. We're all around the campfire here, right? Like we're all kind of seated and you're seated. We got some jackets on. We got some snacks. Um, this was an impressive two weeks for the Eagles after the loss of the Commanders. And the little whoopsie against this Colts team, 
the Packers played them tough. The Pack- I think the Packers played better against them than they did against us, and the and the Eagles won, which is frustrating. And you know, this tight I I believed in the Titans this morning. I believed in the Titans, and they vanquished them. I mean, they um they vanquished the Tennessee Titans, and they deserve credit for that. And um, I think we're seeing some signs of regression, right? Like some you know turnovers or whatever you know and, and you hate to say this but injuries right like you know things that hadn't happened to them over the early parts of the season um kind of starting to catch up with them just a little bit um but it, it's it's difficult it's difficult to see them losing a game to a- a- answer astro joe's question who can knock off the eagles besides us i mean it I, it's going to take some sort of herculean effort you're going to need we're going to need you know next week saquon to have like a crazy game and the giants to win that way or if it's not next week you know, Justin Fields to have like a crazy Justin Fields game to beat them. It is going to take some sort of, you know, special thing. They're not going to, they're too good of a team to just lose because you played your normal game. Some team, whether it's the Giants or the Bears or the Saints, or the Giants again, some team is going to have to play them and do something special on that day. It's it's that's the only way it happens. They they are a very very good team. They're not frauds. They're not lame. They're they're not a paper tiger. They are a very good team. I think the Cowboys are better, um, but they um they they are in the driver's seat right now because of what has happened to this point in the season. Um, now Steve says the 49ers may be the only other team that could beat the Eagles. That's true. Uh, we are talking about teams on their schedule, just to be clear here. Um, but the 49ers, and I feel so bad for Jimmy Garoppolo, but. That the, the landscape of the NFC has changed significantly with, with his injury, his broken foot, in case you somehow missed it. Jimmy Garoppolo broke his left foot today and is expected to miss the rest of the season. Um, that casts a lot of doubt, obviously, around the 49ers. And they are the Niners, and they are Kyle Shanahan, and so they generally do find a way. They won this game. I mean, that they that Jimmy Garoppolo was hurting against the Miami Dolphins, who are a very good team. So it is difficult to count them out. But obviously, it is difficult to expect them to be that same team all of the time uh, without Jimmy Garoppolo. And so I really think, I mean, this isn't like a, a you know, original line of thought or, or something that nobody's saying, but this conference is going to come down to Philadelphia and Dallas. It, it's hard to see any other way that, that it goes uh, unless one of them has some sort of collapse down the stretch. Um, the NFL is crazy in that sense. Um, let's see here. Um, D day three says we'd play Tampa. Then San Francisco if playoff seating stays the same for the playoffs. That is true. Um, unless, you know, other things happened, you know, along the way, right. You know, unless, um, the, the Buccaneers lost out the division or excuse me, unless, um, the Niners lost their play, their wild card game, whatever. Um, a lot of things could happen, but it does seem the Cowboys are going to have to play in all likelihood, the Niners or the Eagles in the playoffs. That is probably, going to happen um at some point down the line um it's tough uh let's see here um micah somebody tweeted at micah and said don't get complacent lock in for next week now season not over and nothing is guaranteed micah quoted that and said never it pisses me the f off uh with two like pissed emojis uh so uh micah seemingly ready to get to work watch out houston texans because micah parsons is pissed off uh he did not get a sack micah parsons against the indianapolis colts and i bet that that is uh is definitely uh upsetting him at this moment in time this was awesome it's an incredible win for the cowboys it was an incredible win and they were not perfect for the entire game but they stood up tall very tall when it mattered the most and they deserve a lot of credit for that they are one of the best teams in the nfl that is not an exaggeration 
that is a not, or excuse me, that is not, uh, you know, a joke that is not silly. That is not anything else. That is complete and total objective fact. They are one of the very best teams in the NFL. They are, they are full, well capable and able of winning the Super Bowl. That's true. It's again, like, Oh, they haven't won the Super Bowl in 30. I know. But if we're talking about who these teams are today, today is December 4th. We are at that point in the time in the season, in the calendar where it's pretty important time, right? They are one of the handful of teams who could win the Super Bowl. They really are. They, and that is a really exciting thing. Um, I know it's scary to let yourself believe that, um, but they are one of the very, 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 very best teams in the NFL. Um, it's a lot of fun. Kenneth Cook says top three. Um, I mean, you got to put the Eagles. I, I I think they're a better team than the Eagles. But um, you know, like when I do my power rankings at blogontheboys.com, but you can't. It's hard to put the Cowboys over the Eagles right now. Um, so if if we're like doing a power ranking, which is a little bit different, I would put the Eagles ahead of them. Um, I I haven't been putting the Bills ahead of them. I haven't. I have been putting the Chiefs ahead of them, but the Chiefs just lost today as well. They will be a top three team in my power rankings this week, at least. Um, I I think it would. I think some people will probably put the Cowboys ahead of the Chiefs in power rankings. I think that's a little bit silly. Uh, the Chiefs are still the best team in the NFL. They still have the most dangerous quarterback and you know player in the NFL. Um, the Bills just haven't looked like the dominant version of themselves that we saw early on. That's it, though. I mean, it's it's those teams. You're talking Chiefs, Bills, maybe Bengals, Cowboys, Eagles. That's kind of where it's at right now. I'm sorry, Vikings. I do believe in you, but you're you, you're not showing the same level of force that we're seeing from these other teams. Um, they are one of the very, 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 very best teams in the NFL. Um, all right, we do have to hand out our Righteous Felon Craft Jerky Player of the Game based off of your votes. You have been voting all show long, and with over 50% of the vote, Malik Hooker gets the dub. What a shock. He got the interception. He got the fumble. He got the Righteous Felon Craft Jerky Player of the Game. Malik Hooker, what a night. What a performance. Malik Hooker, we're so proud of you. What an awesome performance. Glad you got revenge. Glad you had your moment. Glad you got your touchdown. Incredible night, incredible effort all the way around. Um, that about does it. Oh, by the way, um, shout out to the Cowboys stats and graphic friend of the show. Um, the Cowboys with their lopsided victory over the Indianapolis Colts are now the NFL leaders in point differential this season. Point differential is, you know, there's no one statistic that can tell you everything you need to know about an NFL team. But point differential is a very valuable tool because point differential tells you Generally speaking, how teams are either, you know, barely hanging on, barely winning, or, or really completely and totally dominating teams. And the Cowboys are the leaders in point differential across the NFL. That says a lot, especially when you consider the fact that they were only plus 28 in games with Cooper Rush. I mean, they have come to life um, with Dak Prescott under center. Um, it has been, um, it's been a lot of fun. There's still a lot more to go. All right, so um, we get a normal week this week because the Cowboys played on a Sunday. Now they'll play on a Sunday again, so last week was kind of off, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, first things first, tomorrow is Victory Polo Monday. If you have a Dallas Cowboys polo, Dallas Cowboys shirt, Dallas Cowboys hat, Dallas Cowboys scarf, you want to paint your nails, whatever. Whatever you want to do. It doesn't even have to be Dallas Cowboys. Take a picture. Take a selfie. Tweet it out. Tag me, at RGO Choa. Post it on your Instagram story. Tag me, at RGO Choa. 
Tag us, blogging the boys on Twitter, blogging.the.boys on Instagram. Tag me on TikTok. Celebrate. That is the whole spirit of Victory Poll on Monday to celebrate our team getting the dub. That is tomorrow. Uh, we will have a new roundtable for you here at Blogging the Boys on Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Central Time. We'll, of course, have a billion articles for you available at bloggingtheboys.com. I'll be TikToking and Instagram reeling if you want to follow me over there. RJ Ochoa on Instagram, RJ.Ochoa on TikTok. I'll be tweeting my thoughts, RJ Ochoa on Twitter. Um, if you want to email me while you know while we're, we're saying stuff, you can rj.ochoa at sbnation.com. You can always leave a comment down below, and we'll do our best to get to those. Also, the Dallas Cowboys are 9-3. and three. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. Life is very, very, very good. I hope you all had a wonderful, 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 wonderful time uh, since Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoyed last Sunday in the Red Zone channel and this week and Christmas and you got your decorations up and you enjoyed all the music and you're watching the movies and you're eating the treats and whatever the case may be. It is such a wonderful time of year, especially when the Cowboys are playing like this. Um, so, um, yeah, let's do it all again. Let's do it again soon. Thank you so much for hanging out, everybody. I love you with all of my heart. Little Bear here uh, down under the desk loves you with all of his heart. We love you with all of our hearts here at Blogging the Boys. We will see you next time. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.